Have you ever had a New Year's resolution to start going to the gym, to lose weight, or maybe start building muscle? You know, in order to do so, you had to start going to the gym. You had to get on that treadmill. You had to pick up those dumbbells and begin to curl them. It required you to do something the same way in our spiritual walk. If we want to build faith muscles in our life, we have to pick up the Word of God and begin to read it and get it inside of us. Today, you're listening to a message from Eagle's Voice of Victory, and it's titled, Faith Muscle, Building Strong Faith. We hope you enjoy it. God bless and enjoy. Teaching today is called Faith Muscle, Building Strong Faith. Praise God. Faith Muscle, Building Strong Faith. And a lot of you guys, those are my boys right there. Praise God for Minister Val. She texted me yesterday and she, she gave me the, she had the idea of me sending her a picture of my boys flexing. So they were all excited. I sent her like three of them. And uh, this is the one she chose. And, and, and praise God for that. Amen. Because we need to instill faith into our children as well that they can grow strong. Amen. And relating, you know, faith with muscle, you know, people working out and, and going to the gym, you know, we're... we're we're encouraging healthy lifestyles here at Faith Worship Center Ministries, encouraging people to eat good and live good lives because we've heard pastors share, we can, only, we can only serve as much as our body will allow us, praise God. See, if we're overweight and we're trying to go out into the community and minister and we walk one block and we're tired, we're limited by our health, praise God, and we're limited by how much we can serve God by what we're, how we're treating our body, Amen. The word of God says that our body is the tabernacle of the living God. So my, why wouldn't we want to take care of our body? And I myself took action um, recently. I know pastor, he's all encouraged us. And when I hear the word, um, you know, coming from, from our man of God, from our apostle of the house, encouraging us, I take that very seriously. Amen. And I would continue to eat what I wanted after he, you know, he encouraged us to start eating better and start doing better and taking action in our lives, and I kept eating, I kept eating whatever I wanted, I had pizza, I go to, uh, what's that, um, that Asian restaurant, downtown Pittsburgh, Creation. I go there every day for lunch, and I just kept eating, but the conviction, I kept getting convicted in my heart, saying, Darren, what has pastor said? You need to make a change, and I was uncomfortable within myself, you know, we know when we become uncomfortable, what we're comfortable and how we feel in our skin, praise God, so that's why I'm talking about faith, you know, faith and our faith muscle and building strong faith. Because anything that we do, you know, we need to do it wholeheartedly. We can't do it halfway and expect results in our life. Praise God. It's going to take some dedication. It's going to take uh, putting some things to the side and not doing some things that we used to do. Amen. To grow and to do these things. And this is both true spiritually and physically in our lives. Amen. How many of you want to be able to be used by God to your full and maximum potential? Amen. Every hand should go up in here. Every hand. But we need to know what we need to do, right? We can tell people, build your faith, build your faith muscle, build your faith muscle. And people are like, okay, I'll build my faith muscle. But you need to be taught, right? You need to, things that need to be established. Because you see people at the gym, I've seen people at the gym on the leg machine that's supposed to, you lay down, you know, you do your leg curls. I've seen people laid backwards and they're using it to work their neck out. See, 
They want to do something, but they just, they're not taught the right way. They don't have the right tools. They just need someone to come show them, hey, this machine isn't for that. I see that you have a zeal and that you have a passion to get in shape, but let me help you out. Let me show you how to use this machine. Praise God. And that's the same thing with the word of God. We see so many people zealous for the word of God. So many people hungry for the word of God. But some teachers in the house, not here, but in other places, aren't teaching their members how to operate in faith. How to use the word of God. How to trust God at his word. Praise God. Working out your faith muscles. Reading the word of God daily. Meditating upon the word. Declaring the word. See, these are all things that work our faith muscles. But we have to be taught and we have to know how to do it. Praise God. This is being educated in what we do and in everything um, that we're doing. And I forgot to say hello to our live stream audience. You guys can go ahead and click share. Um, if you guys have your Facebook, share this as well out there with the, with the people. And that would be a great blessing. Praise God. And I'm just going to share mine real quick. Because people need to hear the word. Amen. And we have a technology to go out there and to bless people. People that aren't even in here can hear the word. Amen. There might be someone out there wanting to get healthy, wanting to make a lifestyle change. And I want to tell you, you can do it. Praise God. I started 30, uh, a little over a month and a half ago. I was up to my heaviest. I was at 214. And a month and a half later, I've lost 32 pounds. I'm down to 182. So it can be done, you know, but it takes faith. It took faith for me to, to stop eating. You know, but it took action, too. It took action for me to say no when all those sweets were, were you know, at my wife's baby shower and, and going to little barbecues and functions like that. You got to put some stuff away sometimes, saints of God. Some of us need to put some stuff out of our lives, some stuff that we've been carrying. Amen. And I'm not talking some some um, some natural weight. I'm talking about things in the spirit, things that aren't good for you, that cause you to grow in the things of God. Amen. Some of us aren't spending as much time with God as, as, as we know in our hearts that we're supposed to because there ain't no set time. You can't open up the word of God and say, okay, you do this, you do that. There's no regiments. No, we are led by the spirit. These who are led by the spirit of God are the sons of God. Amen. So we need to be obedient to that spirit. We need to have a clear mind to be able to be led by the Holy Spirit of God. Amen. Because when Holy Spirit speaks to us, he's speaking to, it, to us for our benefit. Amen. He would never do, have us do anything that would be harmful or hurting to us. Amen? It's constantly to help us, to warn us, to lead us, to guide us, to bless other people. Amen? Throughout our daily life. Everything. So we're talking about building strong faith. But we need to, we need to know where our, where our strength comes from. Praise God. Because we all have strength. You know, some a little more, some more than others. You know? We can go pick up a box. We can carry it in the house. It might be a little too heavy for, for our wives, so maybe we'll help our wives carry a box in the house or a friend or somebody like that. But we all have strength, praise God. But we have to know where our strength comes from, praise God. Our strength comes from God, and that's it. We have to know where we're rooted and grounded and where everything starts from. It all starts from God. God is our strength. We could do nothing without him. When I was in the world, I depended on, you know, I, I didn't trust in God. I knew and, and believed there was a God, but I didn't serve him. And I always accounted everything that I did to, for, of myself. I got the, the kudos. You know, I got the praise. I did this. I did this. But now when I became born again, I realized that none of that was from me. 
Amen. When I was out in the street gang banging, uh, getting in shootouts and drive-bys and bullets whizzing past my head, and I'm really getting to, <laughs> I don't even want to share some stuff, but it's God. It's God that kept us. It's God who saved us. It's God who gives us strength to go on. Praise God. And this is where it all begins. Everything begins with a relationship with God. Building strong faith. Establishing a foundation. There's no other foundation to be built upon other than the foundation that Christ has already laid. There's no other gospel but one gospel. Jesus Christ, death, burial, and resurrection. Praise God. And once we know this and we come into the faith, where do we start? So many believers are going to church. They love God, they have a passion for God, and they want to find a church. And I thank God that he sent me here. I thank God that he sent me to a church that would challenge us to grow. Amen. That would speak the word of God and teach us, no matter what our situation looks like, you can believe the word of God. See, a lot of other pe people and teachers, they, they won't encourage, you know, they want to they tell you something that makes you feel good. You know, you go to them, well, this hasn't happened yet. Well, it's okay, it's okay. No, stand on the word. Trust in the word. It's, you know, it, you need to know that it's already happened. Faith is now. Faith is believing that you've already received it. Not that it's going to come, but that you already have it. And that you're just wait, you're just anticipating, right? That you already have it and you're just waiting for the manifestation. This is faith. This is trusting God. Let's, can you go to Jeremiah 17, 5, please? And we're going to read through eight. So it says, thus says the Lord, cursed is the man who trusts in man and makes his flesh his strength, whose heart departs from the Lord. For he shall be like a shrub in the desert and shall not see when good comes, but shall inhabit the parched places in the wilderness in the salt land which is not inhabited. Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord and whose hope is in the Lord. For he shall be like a tree planted by the waters which spreads out its roots by the river and will not fear when, when heat comes. But its leaf will be green and will not be anxious in the year of drought nor cease from yielding fruit, saints of God. How awesome is that? Our strength is from God. Amen? Blessed, cursed is the man who trusts in man. But blessed is the man who trusts in God. And you see, it shows us what we're going to be like. For he shall be like a tree planted by the waters, which spreads out its roots in the day uh, by the river and will not fear when the heat comes. So when things come in your life, when these trials and these things come against you, you know, when the doctor said that you've been diagnosed with cancer, you say, no, that's when the heat's coming. When, the, when, when you have no money in your account for your mortgage and your rent, you say, no, that's when the heat comes. Praise God. This is when the heat comes. He said, and he will not fear when these things come. Why won't he fear? Because he's hoping in the Lord. He's trusting in God. He's not trusting in what the man told him or what his bank account looks like or what the doctor said. His hope is in the Lord and in the word of God. 
This is the kind of believers that we are. These are the, the, the very life in which we live, a life of faith, a life of hope, a life of speaking truth. Amen. Not, no, not mattering what it looks like in your life, no matter what you're going through, know that God is for you. Know that God loves you. Know that God has a plan for your life. Every time that I go into the jail ministry and speak to these men, I always tell them, God has a plan for your life. And I told them, every time that I come in here, you're going to hear me say that God has a plan for your life. You're going to hear me say that God loves you. And I'm going to continually tell them, why am I doing this? Because I'm trying to get something inside of them. Amen. I'm trying to get something planted in their hearts. I'm trying to get them to see what faith looks like. Praise God. Despite of where they're at, I'm telling them, God has a plan for your life. It doesn't matter. When the heat comes, they will not fear. Praise God. But the lease will be continually green and will not be anxious in the day of drought. So when that money gets short in your house, you're not going to worry because God is always coming through. Praise God. Always coming through. It doesn't matter what your bank account looks like, what your faith look like, what your trust look like. And I can tell you, if you put all your trust in God, he will never leave you nor forsake you. He looks over his word to perform it. His word is forever settled in heaven. It's already done. All you need to do is stand like this tree that they're talking about and let your roots run deep. And how do our roots run deep? Our roots run deep from the word of God, from reading the word of God, from meditating upon the word of God. See, a tree that is planted, a baby tree, can easily be pushed over. You can go up to that tree and you can uproot it where it stands. You need to nurture that tree. You need to stake that tree, tie off that tree, guide that tree, water that tree. But I'll tell you, once that tree is full grown... And those roots are planted in that dirt. Not even the heaviest storm, a tornado, a hurricane can uproot that tree. And that's how you will be when you're planted in the word of God. When you're planted and trusting in the word of God. See, you're going to have naysayers and people coming against you. Everything that you believe in will be attacked. Your family will be attacked. Your marriage will be attacked. But when you hope and when your trust is in God, nothing shall by any means hurt you. Nothing shall come against you. Your faith will grow through these circumstances if you do not waver. Amen? See, God is the one who looks at you like that little tree when you come out, who is nurturing you, protecting you, staking you, tying you off, watering you. See, he wants us to get his word in us so we don't need to be babies no more, tossed to and fro with every wind of doctrine. See, everybody has a different doctrine they want to try to teach us. Amen. But when you're rooted in the word and led by the Holy Spirit of God, nothing can sway you. Nothing can move you. Like Minister Val was sharing people, so many people saying, you ain't got to tithe. Don't tithe. We tithe. We give. We love. We serve. You know, and we're blessed abundantly by it. But so many people want to dispute over the word of God instead of actually going into the word of God and reading and searching out to see what the word of God says about ourselves. See, the word of God says to work out your own salvation with fear and trembling and not look at the next man's growth, but look at yours so you can glorify in what God has done in you. So what is God doing in you? Glorify for what God is doing in you. See, when we focus on other people and not on ourselves, it stunts our growth. It stunts our growth in the things of God. See, we can't be haters here. 
We can't be haters in the kingdom, but we got to bless others, encourage others, uplift others. When they get blessed, we get blessed. Amen. We are a corporate body. Amen. And we are to be of one mind, of one heart, in unity of spirit, in everything that we do. So when I read this scripture, this says it all. We are to be like that tree. But we have to know in order to build, build our faith muscles and to be, have strong faith, we have to know where, where to start. We have to know where it comes from, and it comes from God. He is for us. He is for you. Amen? Whatever you came in today with, any burden, any trouble, any doubt, any insecurity, God is for you. And God can take control of anything in your life if you give it to him, if you hand it to him. He will take care of all your burdens, all of your wor worries, all of your lack, all of your sickness, if you can give it to him. See, it's when we start doubting. See, the devil wants us to doubt. He wants us to doubt what God had already said. See, he's the accuser of the brethren. He comes in, he is the accuser. He'll come in and accuse you of what you did and what you, what, you know, what you did yesterday, what you did last week. And he'll try to sway you from the promises of God. But I want to tell you that the promises of God are yes and amen. They're not maybe or we'll see. No, the promises of God are yes and amen. That means if God said, said it, so be it. So be it. And that's it. And that's how we need to be in our faith walk. Amen. That's how we need to be in our, deci in our decisions. You know, not swaying or wavering but believing in God's word and trusting in his word in everything that we do. So we must be rooted in the word of God. Can we go to Ephesians 3.17? And it says that, that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love. So I just said we need to be rooted in God. Amen. And this scripture says here that we need to be rooted and grounded in love. Well, God is love. Praise God. 1 John 4, 8. He who does not love does not know God, for God is love. So God is love himself. So when we're rooted in God, we are rooted in love. And when we're rooted in love, we're, we're rooted in God. It all intertwines together. God is love. And when our number one motive is, is love in, in our life, we can't go wrong, saints of God. You have the victory in everything that you do. You guys are champions and winners. I'm going to read Colossians 2.7 real quick. Rooted and built up in him and established in the faith, as you have been taught, abounding in it with thanksgiving. See, we need to be rooted and grounded in the faith. Praise God. And I'm just establishing the foundation right now. Amen. That's our foundation. God is our foundation in this faith walk and in everything that we do. Praise God. So we cannot be established in the faith without first being rooted in God. It all starts with being rooted in God, saints of God. Hallelujah. And we know that Jesus is the vine, John 15, 4 through 5. It, re it reads, abide in me and I in you, as a branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without you, 
for without me, you can do nothing. Praise God. So we see that. We see that our hope is not in ourselves, but our hope is in God. And when we come before God with a humble spirit like this, it's just an awesome thing. Knowing that we can do nothing of ourselves, knowing it shows a full dependence on God. It's showing God that we don't trust in ourselves, we don't trust in who we are, but that we trust in his word. Amen. And he tells us here, abide in me as I in you. Apart from me, you could do nothing. He clearly tells us that. And who is Jesus? Jesus is the word. You know, apart from the word, we can do nothing. What else do we have other than the word of God? The word of God is it, and that's what we live by. He has given us everything that we need in our life. Praise God in his word. He loves us so much and has so much for us. So we see that we're established in God, rooted in his word. So we say what is, next is, is what is faith? So I just went over right now, where does our strength come from? So we know where our strength comes from. Now what is faith? To me, simply put, faith is trusting God. Amen? Just believing him at his word. We knew a Hebrews... Um, what is it? He, or, I'm sorry. So, Romans 12, 3. For I say, through the grace, I'm sorry, wrong one. Hebrews 11, 1. I was right the first time. Now, faith is the, the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So, we know, we know that is faith. Amen. We know that God called the world into existence by speaking it into existence. So, this is faith. But I like to put it as faith is simply trusting and believing God. Praise God. When we go, and I've seen pastor do the demonstration many times with a chair. So when we pull up or get at work and we sit down in a chair, we sit down. We don't test that chair. We don't check the legs. We don't do all this. We just get in the chair. We have faith in that chair. We have faith in that chair that when we sit down, them legs aren't going to break off on all fours and we're going to be flat on the ground. Amen. And that's faith. See, faith can work for you in many different ways. When you doubt and you speak negatively, you have faith. You have faith in things that are not going to happen. So you're always surrounding yourself with faith. But what kind of faith are you going to activate in your life? Are you going to activate the God kind of faith? Or are you going to act the, the, uh, activate the other kind of faith? The faith that will also work in your life for the negative. See, we're snared by the words of our mouth. So we can believe God at his word. And let all his promises come our way. Or we can doubt and say, say negative things over ourselves. If you're constantly saying, I'm never going to lose weight. I'll never get back in the shape. I'm never going to have no money. My bank account is empty. Then you're going to have what you say and what you speak over your life. But here, no, we're taught to speak life. We're here to speak those things, to call those things into existence. Amen? This, faith is a substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. See, and the world does not understand this at all. See, they, it, it's contrary, contrary to the world, because we're taught to be operating by our five senses, like pastors have been teaching. It's the summer of faith. He's teaching about our senses, so we're trained to live off of our senses. We're trained, everyone, uh, when I grew up, I always heard people say, well, if I don't see it, I ain't going to believe it, or I'm not going to believe it until I see it. Amen? But coming into... Uh, uh, a word of faith teaching church and, and, and learning about Jesus and, and knowing who Jesus is, I see that we call those things before they even see, we even see them. And that's how we operate. Amen? And the world will call you silly. You know, they'll call you crazy. 
because you call the things that you have already. I already have it. Amen? For my house, I call my house. Amen? I call my vehicles. I call everything. You know, and God looks over his word to perform it. Amen? And God has never let me down. Amen? He looks over his word. This is the kind of God that we serve. We serve a daddy who loves us, who cares for us, who nurtures us. As much, you know, I was thinking how much I love, for my, ch- love, love my children. But God asks us to love him even more than we love our children. And I was thinking about that, and that was a hard thing for me to think about. I was like, wow, I love my children so much. But the word of God says, if you love these people more than me, you're not worthy of the kingdom. So we, so we need to have a love and a passion for his word and for him like, like we couldn't believe. And you know what that requires? That requires faith. That requires us stirring ourselves up in the things of God because we're getting attacked every single day. We're getting attacked on our jobs. We're getting attacked at homes. We're getting attacked from every area. But we need to stir ourselves up of what the word of God says. And if we're not trained and if we're not rooted in the word of God, the word of God in which we're supposed to live by, amen, that man shall not live by bread alone, but every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. See, if we live by this, that's what's going to come up in us. Amen? That's what's going to come to us. When things come against us, the word's going to rise up within us. See, we need to feed our spirit, man. As we eat nutritional things that are good for our bodies, fruits, vegetables, and build ourselves up like that, it's great for our bodies, and it helps us, and it's beneficial to us. And that's how we feed ourselves, and we grow. But we have a spirit, man, the Holy Spirit of the living God dwelling within us. And we need to continually feed our faith with the word of God. Amen? And you will see the spirit, man, within us just get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger within us the more we read the word the more we spend time with God see this is the relationship that God wants us with him he doesn't want us to be about religion about what to do what not to do it's all about a relationship and loving him and serving him and coming to him with your full heart your full faith what is faith trusting God believing God believing that he loves you believing and knowing that he has called you for a purpose for a time right now where you're at that you you can be used no matter what you went through, no matter where you're from, no matter what your background is, no matter what your education is, knowing that God has a plan for your life to use you right here and now. You have a purpose, but you need to activate your faith. You need to believe what God says. He said you are fearfully and wonderfully made. He said when he made you, he knows the very amount of hairs that you have on your head, that he formed you in your mother's womb. This is what he's done for us. An omnipotent God, omnipresent God, all-knowing, all-seeing, everywhere, all in all, fills everything. God is everywhere. God is everywhere. He's all in all. He is everything. Men and women of God. The word of God said, if I go to the depths, you are there. If I go to the heavens, you are there. It don't matter where we go. God is there. And when you're rooted in the word of God and you trust in God, I want to tell you that nothing will come against you. We continually speak the word of faith. We continually encourage. We continually uplift because we tried it. Like the chair that I was speaking about. We sit down in the chair because it was tried. It was tested. We sat down and we said, okay, you are strong enough for me. You can hold me. Amen. 
The word of God has been tested and tried for years and years and thousands of years. Way before our time, way before our mother's time, way before our great, 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 great grandma and grandpapa's time. The word has been tested and tried and it's true. But will you stand in faith? Will you believe the word of God? Will you allow the word of God to work for you in your life for where you're at today? And it all starts with a decision. It all starts with a step to take to say I will believe it even when we're trying to eat healthy and live good lives it takes a step it took a step for me to step back into that gym after two years I'll say okay I'm gonna lift this weight again I'm gonna try this again I was sore I tried to walk on the treadmill my legs hurt me it hurt it hurt but I'm telling you the reward is great the reward is great God's reward that he has for you is great, but you need to step out in faith. You need to get off that seat of complacency and you need to go into the world that's lost and you need to bring this message, this message of hope, the gospel message, the gospel message that makes people smile and dance and shout, the reconciling relationship of God that restores marriages and brings hope back into the hopeless, that brings joy to the joyless, amen, brings finances to the broke, brings healing to the sick, praise God, this is the kind of God that we serve and this is the message that needs to be delivered throughout the United States of America and this word that people can have a hope again to know that revival is coming to America that is coming to this nation and that Jesus Christ is returning again for his people a people of faith he's not coming back for a denomination when you go through those heaven doors he's not going to see a Baptist he's not going to see a Presbyterian he's not going to see a word of faith preacher he's not going to see those who are who say you got to be saved by speaking in tongues or you must be baptized no he's going to see his children born again sanctified blood washed hallelujah bought by the precious blood of Jesus Christ this is who we are we are a remnant of God we are a people with a fire and a fresh anointing upon us and we need to be stirred up we need to stir ourselves up in the things of God and we can't keep silent no more I encourage you this day to activate your faith Activate your faith. Walk in your purpose and know that God is for you. And if God be for you, then who can be against you? Like Minister Val was saying, let every man be a lie. Every man. My God is the truth. The truth. I'm telling you right now, I'm on fire for Jesus. I don't care what the world calls me. I don't care how they look at me. I don't care how other believers and non-believers talk about me because I stand in my faith and I will not waver to what they've been taught. No, come on, come over here and get some of this word. I want to tell you what God got for you. I want to tell you that you don't need to be bound no more. You don't need to be broke no more. You don't need to be sick no more. Because when you come on to Jesus, you don't only receive salvation, but you receive a daddy and a God who loves you, who has everything for you. He has a full potential to prosper you, to expand you, and to teach you things, to grow you, to give you innovative ideas and godly strategies. You want to start a business? Start your business. Grow your faith muscles in the things of God. Amen? Stretch those muscles. Get in there. Trust God. Believe God. Believe Him at His word. He loves you. Saints of God, we're, we're too complacent. 
We're too happy and content where we're at. We're too settled. We think everything's okay because everything's okay with our life. But no, it ain't about us. Love the person in front of you. It's that easy. The person in front of you, let the Jesus come out in you. Meditate upon his word. And this all comes from knowing where our strength comes from. Knowing that before we were saved, who we were, we were heathen, we were lost. Some of us were drug addicted. Some of us were bound to alcohol. Some of us grew up in a life of gangs. Some of us were broken, molested, talked about, beaten, broken down. But when Jesus came into our life, he has given us a new hope and he's restored us. This is who God is in our life. And we have to allow God to be big in us no matter where we go in our life. Everywhere. We're to put God on full display. And you don't always have to talk about Jesus. I continually tell you that. When I first came here, I even thought, Minister Val, I said, something's peculiar about her. Something, something's awesome about her. She's always so excited and on fire for Jesus. I love it. And this is how we're supposed to be. See, the word of God says we're a strange and peculiar people. She had Jesus on display. She has Jesus on display in her life when she walks into the store. Like many of you, we have Jesus on display. People start talking to us. People want to be around us because we're exuding Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit within us. This is who we are to be. But if we're constantly walking down with our heads down and upset about the person who cut us off in the lane... Amen. People are going to see that on you and they're going to feed off that energy, the energy that's inside of you. What kind of energy are you going to put off? Are you going to put off, put off the energy of the Holy Ghost? Come on, that fiery electricity that'll get people saved and delivered. What kind of energy do you have inside of you? What kind of energy are you exuding into the people around you? Let's exude good energy, healthy energy and skip everyone that's trying to cause cause doubt or or unbelief upon you in Jesus name rise above the situation rise above the circumstance this is who we are a people of faith and a people of hope a remnant of the most high God amen we are in the army of God we are soldiers for God amen and we come in with our battle gear on dressed and ready everywhere we go every single day to pray for those who are sick, pray for those who are in cast and, and, and hurt wherever we may go. Amen. Step out in faith and pray for that person. Amen. Enemies always going to come against you, but go with your first thought. If God told you to pray for that person, you go and pray for that person. Regardless of what happens, we pray in faith and we declare that everyone we lay our hands on gets healed. When my children are, are, are sick at home, They call for daddy to pray for him. When I was working graveyards, my wife would call me at 2 o'clock in the morning. You know, one of my kids maybe got up, had a bad dream, or wasn't feeling well. And they want me to pray for him. Amen? It's the power of the Holy Ghost. See, when you have faith in God's word. See, we don't, the, the word of God says, anyone among you sick, call for the elders. Amen? And they'll anoint them with oil in the prayer of faith will make them well. But I want to tell you that you have the authority to lay your hands on your kids. Amen. If you are the oldest in your house, amen, you the elder. Praise God. You go in there and you lay hands on your kids in faith and you watch them get healed. You lay hands on your mothers, your mother, your father, 
whoever it may be. Amen. The same, uh, the same spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead abides within you. Amen. And this is the power that we have within us. The power of the Holy Ghost. Amen. So why are we walking around like we got no power? Why are we walking around with our mouth closed instead of opening up our mouth and saying, headache, be gone in Jesus name. Amen. That's how we're supposed to be. See, it's a boldness. It's a boldness what God will give you. Ask God for boldness. Ask God for boldness to go out, to be his hands and feet, to put your faith muscles in action, to grow. What is our faith for? Our faith isn't for us, but it's to go out and to be a difference in this world, to touch the lives and impact the lives around us on our jobs, in our homes and in our families, that people could come and say, what must I do to be saved? I, they'll say, I notice things change in your life. I notice that you're no longer the same. You're actually walking out what you've been talking about. Amen. When they come and ask you to do the things that you used to do with them and they see, nah, man, I'm not going to do that. But let me tell you about Jesus. Let me tell you about this God I know. This God that sets free and delivers and restores and brings hope. See, there's too much. Religion's been taught too much in these churches. See, deliverance is where it's at. Jesus is where it's at. New life is where it's at. Because that's what everybody's seeking. See, what you're going to bring someone to scripture? You're going to bring somebody, uh, you know, just some word just to say it in sense knowledge? See, pastor's been talking about sense knowledge faith. Sense knowledge faith won't, faith won't do you nothing. You need to have that word activated and you need to know. You need to know who God is. You need to have the Holy Spirit abiding within you to operate in these things. A world needs something real right now, where we're at. They need God. And they need to know that God loves them right where they are right now. And he is willing to deliver them and set them free. Not just in the church, but in their homes. Wherever they may be, on the freeway, on the way home from God. You know how many people are crying out to God every single day. And God is answering and delivering and setting these people free right where they're at because they're calling on the name of the Lord in faith. Amen. And this is what we need to be. We need to be those people, that one person to go out and tell somebody that Jesus loves you, to be that one person to tell somebody that God has a plan for your life. You know, it doesn't matter. It's going to take root in their heart. These seeds that you guys are planting in people's lives are going to grow. They're going to grow and they're going to sprout roots of righteousness. Amen. This is building our faith muscles. This is faith, trusting God, believing God at his word. No matter what our circumstances, no matter what our situations look like, saints of God, it's trusting God. That's it. Trusting God with an unwavering faith, saying, I don't care. See, a lot of times your wives and your husbands will even come against you when, when you're a new believer and you're trusting, you're believing, and you're trying to, you know, uh, believe God at, at his word. You know, I can even testify, I was really zealous when I first got saved. I believed, I, I said, you know what? I gave up everything, and I came to God with all I had. And I said, God, I'm going to give you everything. I said, but you know what? I'm going to hold you to your word, and I'm going to believe your word with every ounce of faith that I have within me. And I'm going to believe it because right now I have no money, I have no job, but I've been... I read your word, and it says, as you feed and clothe the birds of the air, how much more will you do for your children? And I said, God, I believe you. I believe you. I trusted him. 
and I wrote checks. I, I had no money for rent. I couldn't pay my landlord, and I called my landlord, told him I had no money for you. And one month I was short rent, and I wrote a check by faith, and I was, you know, irresponsible and everything else, and it might have, you know, I, I think back now, maybe, you know, I wouldn't change it, you know, but I came to God. I said, God, you see the situation. I hold up to the check. I wrote my check for my rent, and I sent it off. One day went by. It was a, it was a Monday. The whole week was going by, so I know this check was going to cash any, any time. I'm saying, God, I believe you at your word. I believe all my bills are paid. All my debts are canceled. I have an abundant supply of finances. I just, you know, I'm confessing the word. I'm calling those things that be not as though they are, but I don't see them, see? I don't see them. They're not evident in my life. But, but do we go off of our senses? We don't go off of our senses. And this is when our faith is tested and tried, saints of God. I'm not telling you guys to write checks that you don't have. Because, don't get me wrong, I'm not telling anybody to go write, bounce a check, okay? This was for me at this moment. So I wrote the check. I just need to put that out there. Don't be writing no checks, okay? So I sent it out, and I had a friend who I used to gangbang with. And he, had re he recently contacted me, and he was a pastor now. God had moved in his life, and he was serving God. So I'm seeing how God's moving and working, you know. Uh, I'll get back to that. But he invited me to a, bir a birthday party. So I went to a birthday party, didn't tell no one about my situation, went and fellowship with some old friends that I ain't seen in a while and with him. And um, before I was leaving, he came up to me. Uh, I, was, I used the bathroom. I said, let me use the restroom real quick. I got to go. So I came out the restroom. And he said, hey, Darren, he said, hey, God just spoke to me and told me to give this to you. And he gave it to me. And it was the exact amount that I needed for rent. I went to the bank. I put it in the direct deposit. And the next morning, the check went through. See, God is not always. See, th these are tests and trials. See, you read in the Old Testament and everywhere else how, God, how these men of God trusted God. Some were sawed in two. Amen. Some women received their husbands back from the dead. See, back in there when they had they needed. See, faith. Some people don't have nothing. And when where people have nothing, you often see miracles break out like you've never seen before because they have a hope and a dependence on God like you've never seen. A lot of times here in America, we're too complacent. We have too much. See people from other countries and come see the homeless here and they laugh because the homeless are overweight. They're overweight and they're like, how are the homeless overweight? Other countries, they're like, they have bones. They're like, they can't even walk. But here, here in the U.S., our homeless people are overweight. But what I'm getting at is when I wrote this check and I trusted in God and, and God came through, I gave him my all and I trusted him and I did not waver from his word. I said, no, God, your word is true. Your word is true, despite of what the situation looked like. And I went home and showed my wife and my wife broke down and started crying. Because she was so angry with me for how can I write a check when we have no money. I was irresponsible, not making good decisions, and this and that, but I was just trying to trust God. I just left everything behind. I got tired of the life I was living, and I tried everything else, but I said, you know what? I haven't tried God. 
See, and I came here and I heard pastor preaching about the word. I heard him preaching about if you trust God, you know, the ultimate faith is to trust God with your life. You know, to confess, declare, decree, to speak these things, to speak life. Don't speak the situations that you're faced with. And even though I was faced with getting kicked out of my home, you know, even after that time. See, God came through that time. I would walk down the street, look for bags of money, thinking I was going to get blessed with money. Amen. But God came about other ways. I called my landlord another time, told him I couldn't have, pay no rent. And God moved upon his heart, and he told me, he said, don't even worry about it. He said, whenever you get it, you get it. And I knew that was God. Because anywhere else in the world, you'd be on the street telling the landlord, you don't know when you're going to get the money. You don't have no money, please. Come on. That was God. See, when you trust God, God is already working out your situation. The moment that your prayer goes up, the moment that your prayer goes up, he's he's working on hearts. He's strategizing people. He's moving things around so everything can work out according to his word, because his word never returns to him void when you trust in his word, saints of God. See, but a lot of times we hear this faith thing and we're like, we waver. We say, "Okay, we're going to trust God with your word, but I don't have no money. Or our friend, your friend will say something and you'll say, I don't have this. I don't have that. So you have to watch what you say. I want to tell you today to quit speaking anything negative over your life. Speak life. I don't care what your situation is right now, what you're facing right now. Speak God's word over your life. Continually speak it. Continually speak it and continually speak it. I'm telling you, saints of God, your life will never be the same. And we, there's many testimonies in this house. And pastor said, you know, and, and it's the truth. He hasn't seen anyone come to this ministry that's actually put the word to work and, and, and actually applied the word into their life and haven't seen the life, their life soar. Their life soar in the things of God. And it all starts with that foundation with Jesus, loving Jesus, knowing Jesus loves you, knowing that Jesus is the word of God. Amen? And that when you meditate upon the word, when you speak the word, this is what we become, to be transformed into the image and likeness of Jesus Christ. That's our vision statement. Amen? Who he foreknew, he also predestined. Amen? To be conformed into the image and likeness of Jesus Christ. What did Jesus do? Jesus went around healing. He went around speaking life to people, giving them hope, delivering people, casting out demons. Praise God. And this is, this is our role model. This is who we're supposed to look like in our everyday walk, saints of God. So we went over... Hallelujah. We went over already um, where does our strength come from. We went over what is faith, trusting God, trusting God full heart, wholeheartedly. And faith is now. I shared that earlier. Faith, uh, faith is not, uh, you know, believing that you're, you're going to get it, but knowing that you already have it. And that's faith, trusting God, saying, I already have what you said I have, Lord, and I thank you for it. You know, praying, you know, praying once then continually going before him with thanksgiving, just thanking him, him, thanking him, thanking him. I was out of work for a year and a half. I continually thanked him, thanked him, thanked him. And then I was, I was employed, praise God. But there's a process, amen? So it can happen the next day. It can happen two years. It can happen one week. But we know that it's already done, saints of God. Amen? That it's already happened, saint, saints of God. So how do we get faith? We establish where does our strength come from? What is faith? Now, how do we get faith? We all have faith, saints of God. You have faith. Everyone has faith in here. Amen? But we need to cultivate, cultivate that faith. 
We need to build that faith. Amen? And we all know that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Amen? That's Romans 10, 17. And Romans 12, 3 says, For I say, though the grace given to me to everyone who is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought, but to think soberly as God has dealt to each one a measure of faith. So you have faith, I have faith. So how are we going to get this faith stirred up within us? Amen? By hearing the word of God, by reading the word of God, by meditating upon the word of God. Praise God. We open up our Bibles, we speak it, we live it. And this is how our faith is cultivated. It comes by hearing, it comes by reading the word of God, it comes by meditating upon the word of God. Amen? This is how we grow. This is how we build up our faith in our lives. Praise God. Hallelujah. And how is, now we're down to how our faith is built strong. So we know that God is our strength. So you look at the word. The word mixed with faith is like our weights. Praise God. We have God and we have the words. Amen. It's like when we go into the gym, we're lifting these weights. We're building muscle. We're building muscle. We build our faith muscle by the word of God. Praise God. So we mix the word with faith in our lives. Amen. And the faith, and it's activated. Praise God, for I say to you, though the grace given to me, to everyone who is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought, but to think soberly. God has given each one a measure of faith. Praise God. So put your faith in the action. Use your faith. Amen? To build muscle, it takes consistency, dedication, and discipline in your life. Amen? So we got to continue with dedication, consistency, and discipline, everything that we do. And this is how we're, we're building strong faith in our life. So uh, one way to build strong faith is reading and studying the word of God. Amen? Matthew 4, 4 says, but it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but off of every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. So this is what we live by. We live by the word of God. And this is how we can start building faith muscles, by reading and studying the word of God. Another way to build our faith muscle is declaring and speaking the word of God. And Job 22 says, you shall declare a thing and it will be established for you. So the light, uh, so the light will shine on all your ways. So as we declare it and we speak it, Amen. We'll see the things start manifesting in our life. And this builds up our faith by our testimonies that come into our life. Things you've been believing for and being hoping and, and, and receiving from God. Amen. They start happening. You say, wow, you know, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for coming through and doing these things. And our faith muscles are built up because of the testimonies that continually come in by trusting God at his word. Amen. Deuteronomy eleven eighteen says, therefore... You shall lay up these words of mine in your heart and your soul and bind them as, so, as a sign on your hand and they shall be as the forelets between your eyes. You shall teach them to your children, speaking of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down and when you rise up and you shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates that your days and the days of your children will be multiplied in the land which the Lord swore to your fathers to give them like the days of the heavens above the earth. So we see declaring and speaking these things. It has great, uh, uh, it has great effects in our life. It says to speak of these things. Praise God. You shall teach them to your children. These are how we build our faith muscles. Speaking and declaring these things. Amen.
And the number three that I have for a way to build our faith, a way that our faith muscles are built is through resistance and trials in our life. And this is a huge thing that builds our faith. Amen. If we do not waver, but we stand on the word of God. We know James 1, 2 through 4 says, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. But let patience have its perf- perfect work, that you, may be, they, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing, saints of God. To me, this is the biggest way that our faith muscles are built. By the things that come up against us in our life. Amen. Constantly try. Having patience. Believing God. Trusting God. Amen. And our faith muscles are continually growing and growing and growing. Because we're continually trusting. And not wavering at the things of God. But it says let it have its perfect work. Let patience have its perfect work in you. Amen. Because faith and patience go hand in hand. You have to have patience. Praise God. And there's, and I just want to tell you guys today to work your faith muscles out, to trust God at his word and do not waver. You guys already have the victory. You guys are champions. You guys are winners. And God is for you. The word of God says, if God be for you, then who could be against you? God is for you. God is with you. Believe him at his word. I'm going to share one more scripture before we end today. You guys have the victory. You guys are champions. Can you please pull up Romans 8.35? And we're going to read down um, through 39. It says, Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? As it is written, for your sake we are killed all day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Yet in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, neither angels nor principalities nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Saints of God, no matter what you're going through, no matter what your circumstances, work out your own faith, right? Trust God and believe that he's coming coming through for you today. In Jesus' name, let's give God praise.